Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jackson, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is and we love ABA Live Radio. Welcome, everyone. This is Jacqueline Jacks, host of AVA Live Radio, and you are on episode number 678 of Behind the Music. So excited you guys are here with me today because I'm going to be speaking with an artist about their newest work and something that actually finds them in a personal empowerment mode. And I think it's really important because not only did Kendall Thompson create something very, very special for herself, but she created it for a lot of other people out there who might be going through the same thing. Her music is true, it's honest, it's expressive, and it's very soulful. And I personally absolutely love it. So let's get to it and play a song for you out of Toronto, Canada. This is Best Thing by Kendall Thompson. I washed water all over my body Put on a face cause you said you would call me Oh I thought that after all this time you'd want me Who would have thought that after all this time you'd leave me like this All dressed up in a lonely I stand Did you forget just how pretty I really am up your excuses but you made up your mind and that was the best thing cause I am the best thing you ain't gonna get it yeah that was the best thing cause I am the best thing you ain't gonna get it baby that was the best thing cause I am the best thing you ain't gonna get it get it you ain't gonna get it get it I can only assume you made other plans Sit on my hands. How dare I forget just how much grace I really have? You could have had my future, but you wasted your time. And that was the best thing.
Great new song. Let's just love that. That's Kendall Thompson with The Best Thing or Best Thing. I love her song. I really do. Welcome, Kendall. Welcome. How are you? Hi. I'm great. How are you guys? Awesome. Very, very awesome. (laughs) Sorry it's so cold up where you are, but what's it like in Toronto for you and, and the music that you're producing? Are there a lot of places to play and are you playing this out yet? Um, so Toronto, I find has been amazing when it comes to venues. There's lots and lots of little places to play. Um, you kind of have your choice in a sense of, uh, what size you want to go for. Um, That's awesome. so yeah, so I've done a few shows this summer and I'm gearing up right now to do some more. So it's very supportive for all kinds of talent these days. I know that it's always been like a real big Mecca and I love it there. You know, I love the diversity, but do you feel that like every kind of artist is really represented now? I do. Um, Yeah. I feel like, you know, the hip hop here has been blowing up and Um, I mean, rock has always been a huge scene here. I know when I first moved here, it was all about like the pop punk and the rock. And so now there's a lot more venues where you can go and see some hip hop and and soul shows too. So, um, yeah, things have just been opening up, I think, for everyone. Where do you like to play? Is there any place that's real special to you or that you have coming up in in February or March? Um, So I actually, I really loved I love playing the Rivoli, and I've played the Mod Club a few times. I love both of those places. I find the Rivoli to be really special because it was, like, one of the first bigger venues I played. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it has a special little place in my heart. Oh, that's great. Now, do you ever live stream from where you play? I haven't yet. I, I'm going to look into that, actually. I know it's because it's huge. You know what I mean? I mean, to tell you the truth, I even have artists that have done so well, just setting up a corner in their house and just live streaming, you know, acoustically from wherever they are. I mean, they do everything from playing the tracks and singing with them to actually playing acoustic versions of their music. I mean, there's just so much that you can do when you have a cell phone and a, and an open live stream. It's like having your own, it's like having your own show on NBC or CBS because there's so many people on social media that you can access if you're consistent that it's like yeah. when you first start, right? It's Think of it like if you had a cable TV channel that said, okay, we're going to give you a show, but you have to advertise it. And then you start yeah. out and there's like a few people watching and then you keep showing up at the same time every single week like a show And those people, plus their friends, plus everybody that they share it to, starts to get to know you. And it really does work like that. And that's been the most incredible and powerful thing I've seen for indie artists today is just, you know, understanding exactly what each one of these channels brings to you as far as being able to entertain massive people. You know, in contrast, I was on the live stream the other day and I used to do it like seven years ago, even I was doing it a lot when it first kind of popped up on Periscope and Twitter. And, you know, that was like one of the big, big ones at the time. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) I did it the same night, like every single night at 10 PM. And I've had a hard time actually committing to that exact same schedule for a long time. But in the beginning, I was really, really committed to it. 
And at one point, there were like 1,500, 800, 1,800 people. And then I remember my manager saying, yeah, I was watching your live stream the other night, and there were like 2,500 people in there. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, it's incredible. Like, we don't get... We don't get any kind of that kind of turnout, even for our events down here in Florida. <laughs> like, wow. If you think about how many people would be in a room, if you were speaking, you could, they would sell out a small yeah. venue if you yeah. could get that oh, many yeah, people sure. to buy tickets to come see you. And that's what the live streams are, you know, how powerful they are. You know, we just don't realize it because we're not face to face. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a really great point. And it's something I've... I have been thinking a little bit more about because I have noticed a few musician friends of mine doing that. And I'm like, man, that's such a good idea. I got to try that out. It's huge. Yeah. It's amazing. I know. And I have to say, I even take numbers for granted because I'll live stream or one of the artists will live stream. And they're like, I'm like, okay, well, we have to get some more people in here. And how many people are here? Oh, like 500 saw it. <laughs> 800 thought. And we're like, yeah, but there's like 800 people. (laughs) Yeah. When you think of it in terms of bodies, that's Uh a lot of people. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I love it. We're always thinking about that. And nobody ever even turns ahead until you're at like 5,000. And then you're like, okay, that's a decent number. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's funny how, how you get used to your your different levels. <laughs> yeah, the perspective is hysterical when it comes to like not seeing a crowd sitting in front of you these days. How did you get started in music? Um, well, I mean, I, I, I have been singing since I was like three, but it wasn't until um, I made a close friend when I was about 12 and she was just like singing all the time. And, and then I was like, all right, I used to sing let's sing together and we would sing together and then after that moment I was like I want to do this all the time it feels great I think I'm good at it I'm gonna give it a shot so uh it was a long road but essentially then like in 2007 I moved to Toronto I'm from Alliston so it's like an hour northwest of here Uh and uh, I moved to Toronto and I was like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna play music and Back then, I mean, there was no Instagram or anything, so yeah, made my right. way around playing open mics, and eventually, like, you know, you, you start playing some shows here and there, and I was actually, I used to play shows with my producer, Mike Schlosser, um, and then eventually he just got it, he moved away from playing and started producing, and we reconnected, and yeah, it's been like a very magical time since then a lot of a lot of forward momentum since uh, he and I started working together that's exciting isn't it and it is a lot of hard work what what do you feel like was your first step was it just trying to get your voice recorded like get out of the covers from were you performing covers at first so I no I actually I didn't perform that many covers I I performed covers in high school a little bit here and there but then Um, once I felt comfortable playing guitar on my own, I started writing my own song. Um, for me, it was actually, it wasn't recording. It was just like actually singing in front of people because that terrified me so oh, much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but oh my gosh. I mean, if that's How'd what you, you want to do, I had to get over it. 
Yeah, you do, right? I know. And most yeah. most of the artists that I know are introverts too. Like I even did a poll on my Instagram page, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And the majority of the people said they were introverts. And it's very oh, true. Yeah. We like to like kind of just be with our skills and our art and just do our thing. And that's why yeah. I think a lot of us suffer the, you know, the the antisocial skills on social media. <laughs> like yes. it's really hard <laughs> to get used to it. I remember with me, it was like a level, you know, even when I started in, uh, in the show and broadcasting, they're like, you got to get on the live streams. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, I really like radio. And they're like, no, you got to get on the live streams. And I'm like, all right, a <laughs> little bit at a time, but I'm not showing this and I'm not showing that before you know it, like 10 years down the road, I'm in a bathing suit on Instagram. Oh my God. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why am I doing this right now? Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. I was the exact same way. Yeah, I was like, no, I remember uh, one of my, my team members was like, you have to post a picture of your face. Like I, I had Instagram <laughs> and she was like, you have to put a picture of your face on there. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And I would have like a picture of like the food I was eating or like some random object <laughs> that I thought was cool. Like, oh, it was so silly. It was so difficult for me to just so put true. myself out there. It is. It is. It it happens in stages. You know, you start just mm-hmm. get your feet wet on social and then you just you start to evolve <laughs> with it a little bit. And then once you get right. once you jump down the rabbit hole and you see the reaction from like, you know, a better picture and a better picture and then you start to get pulled and sucked in and then you lose skew, you lose perfect the the um, you lose the mindset and that perspective of the numbers. And that's where I was starting out the conversation where you're like, oh, it's 800, it's this, it's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Funny. Yeah, it's, it's a funny world now. <laughs> I know, I know. And then you, you started. More and more so you Sorry. remember the time before we had YouTube, because that was like really the thing that kicked it all off for musicians was yeah. when you could, you could be MTV, you know, you could put your music out there. And of course, it was a lot easier when it was smaller in the space. But Mm -hmm. that evolution that we've seen, and now we're streaming, like it's all about Spotify, right? For musicians. How do you feel about it? How do you feel that it's helpful or not helpful? Um, I guess for me, I just sort of, I still kind of use my intuition a lot um, for some things because, because I, I wasn't, uh, it I didn't really grow up with that kind of stuff. So I was older when, like, I was just a bit older when it got introduced. So I didn't latch on to it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I've warmed up to everything, I kind of pick and choose which social medias I prefer to just use in general. Um, so if I'm enjoying myself on it as a user, I'm like, okay, then I'm going to actually like use this platform to mm-hmm. uh, represent myself as a musician because I, I just like it. I have a, a better relationship with it. Um, right. So I think so that, yeah, I think when people choose which one they want to use and they stick with it, they end up doing mm-hmm. really well because they enjoy using it. So I think a lot of the people that have blown up on YouTube or, you know, even when they started on Vine and that kind of thing, they like actually enjoy doing that. I personally, like, I, I didn't really get into Vine. And for YouTube, it was like I put a few videos up here and there, but I didn't really use it to the best of its ability when I first when I first got it. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm finding. Like, I enjoy Instagram, so I use Instagram a lot. Um, 
I do too. And I've kind of been like thinking about that right fun. now. <laughs> it's yeah. very fun. I, I use, well, I have to go also to uh, Twitter and Facebook because Twitter's where I started and I have the biggest presence uh, through the Twitter, but then, okay. and that's where I stay in touch with a lot of like, um, a lot of industry people, you know, we've been back and forth, like in magazines and publishing and, and all kinds of friends that I've made, they're still just kind of like cooperating through Twitter and Facebook oh, yeah. makes it a little difficult for us. I don't know why it's like, we don't see each other's pages at all. You have to remember to go to the page and that it's yes. a lot more effort, right? It's it so is. Hard. It's like I have to keep a separate list of just people that I want to frequent yeah. the pages because I cannot, no matter what I try to do, I can't get them to show up in my newsfeed, you know, and maybe it's yeah. because they don't publish every day or something. But um, Instagram's been a little better with that. But again, it's been, you know, Facebook owns it now. So I noticed that everybody that I like shows up in my newsfeed. And it's fine. Yeah. It's good. It's great to meet new people. But again, keeping in touch with the same people, there's no real route to do it. Where Twitter, you can have these amazing lists and I can just go to the list and see what everybody's up to and stay in contact, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Facebook's gotten so weird. I Like I've had people be like, hey, are you coming to my birthday party? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, I invited you on Facebook. I'm like, oh, sorry. Like I... Like, I always oops. miss everything on Facebook now. Yeah, I have yeah. to like, go in and I feel like I'm searching for all this stuff throughout people's names. And yeah, yeah it's, it's so true. Like overload of information. It has become too large. I know they they need to get they need to get a better way of. Uh, keeping us, but you know, like keeping us small is not good either. Right. Because there's so many people that it's like the double-edged sword. You don't want to only yeah. see the same people, but you need like a nice healthy mix or maybe just a separate section where you can just go to your like most, you know, your most, um, involved friends. And I guess that would be groups. Yeah. <laughs> so there yeah, you go. True. <laughs> like maybe they can come up with some folders, like you can put people in folders. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just find that Twitter's just like easy like that. Cause it is, it's basically exactly what you said, like folders. So tell me about the music now that you've just come up with. Tell me like, is this part of a larger project? How far are you going with it? And what can we expect? Well, I, I guess it is, in a way, it's kind of become a larger project. It's become more than what I originally thought it was going to be in in a very good way. Um, but this whole album, uh, my album's called OK Cool, and it started, I started to create these songs after um, taking some time to actually just get to know myself more, and ask myself really difficult questions and from that birthed all these songs that were very introspective and very honest when it came to my feelings and what I want and what I wasn't getting and just everything I, I wanted to just put it out there um so it was very cathartic and it's it's only gotten deeper since then. And did you I've feel vulnerable this- at all putting putting so much out there in this in this release? Oh, one hundred percent. And I also felt like it felt very nostalgic too because when I started writing songs, I was very vulnerable about it, and I think that was a big part of why I was so afraid to perform as well because it, it's like reading your diary. I know everyone says that, but when you do write something that's very vulnerable, that's how it feels. Um, yeah. So 
again, I had that feeling all over again where I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to, what about the people who I actually know? Like, what are they going to think of these songs and about me? And then that's sort of a whole other journey that um, I've, I've been trying to be more vocal about on social media and just about my personal self-love journey. And um, that's sort of what these songs triggered in me and had me realize like all the things I was looking for and wasn't getting, it was because I wasn't giving them to myself. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, I, I've been like slowly working on some new work, some new music and mm-hmm. it kind of just dives in even deeper on that topic that I brushed on, on Okay Cool. Um, because I was just sort of getting into it at that point, and now I've gotten into it, and now it's like, all right, there's no turning back. we got to go deeper. It's got to be deeper and more honest. Um, so I'm really I'm happy that I did it. I'm happy I overcame the fear and just dove in head first. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's brought I me so much I think you've done a great than, job. Thank I really you. do. I think you've touched on something so warm and so authentic, and, and I can hear it in the songs, you know, now have people, have you found that they have, I mean, I I'll listen to the lyrics really closely, you know what I mean? But does, does everybody in your fan base or people that are commenting on the songs, are they really identifying with all the lyrics and, and are they tearing them apart like that? You know, like, are they really kind of saying, Oh, I can't believe you went through this. And are you getting those kind of comments? I'm, I'm getting the kind of comments of like, wow, you really spoke to me. And, oh, that's really nice. You know, yeah. like, it, it feels so good, especially, like, um, so many people that I look up to and respect as well, you know, having them comment and be like, hey, you know what, you, like, really touched on something really important in that song, and that means so, so much to me to hear that, and, you know, like, there's, a, like, it's connected with so many new fans for me because I've been more authentic so I've been able Mm -hmm. to actually connect with my authentic fans and just Mm -hmm. people who are also artists and um, I have like quite a few poets that have reached out to me because of my music and we've stayed in touch but to know that they're inspired by it as well like I really adore poetry so to know that someone is even looking at my song in that perspective is beautiful. Well, I love the fact that you did a video for it. And I think it's really important. You could also do like lyric, um, you know, like pieces of lyrics that link to the song. So like, for instance, you could do some handwritten lyrics and put them up on your Facebook page and your social pages. And then, you know, and, and then on Instagram, obviously, you could do parts of the lyric videos or make a vertical video that shows the lyrics and it could be so something so simple. Like what if you wrote, like what if you hand wrote a paragraph in a book, just one paragraph and then you flip the pages and as you, as you know, as the words go by, it flips the pages and you just need to do like one minute versions of it for each song. That would be so cool. I think it would help people to really understand, like by showing them that you're writing these lyrics down, it shows it like symbolizes that you wrote them. And it symbolizes something very personal that they need to pay attention to in a really unique way, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I've been uh, I've been posting a, like a few of the lyrics here and there, um, but I really like that idea. It's really cool because it's like a cute and thoughtful video as well. 
Yeah, wouldn't that be charming? You know, I would yeah, get, I, I would go to the store and I would get a, a small songwriting book that fits in a vertical video really easily <laughs> that I can yeah. hold my phone over, right? In the front of it, you know, know, they have like words or something on them. And then you open it and literally just use it for your songwriting and put like one page, you know, each for songs or you split the songs across different ways. And then as your live streams or as your videos for your Facebook page or your Instagram page, you literally can just turn and you can doodle on the pages, you know, and make them really personal. As as simple as that is, it's actually very, very like, I think image wise, it's very impactful because it's something mm-hmm. that I'm not seeing out there, right? Everybody's doing fancy videos, but like this would be something so simple. And I think these days from what I'm, seeing in the data is people are more reactive now to, it doesn't have to be the best quality content. It just has to be the most authentic content and more often. Do you notice that? Totally. And I I love that. I love that people are waking up to that, you know, they're getting more in touch with themselves and they want, they want art that represents that. And they want artists to be in touch with themselves. Like that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. What's, what's art if you're not being authentic to who you are? Isn't that true? I so, know. Yeah. Well, Kendall, it's so nice to have you here. What's coming out next? What am Thank I going to see from you? What are we most excited about this week or this month? Um, well, uh, the next video will be for a song off OK Cool called Not Your Girl. So stay tuned for that. And then a little mini tour around Southern Ontario come... April. Oh, that's fun. How are you going to do it? Um, well, I'm going to just pack up my, my guy that plays with me and my friend Dea, and she will be opening the show and we're, we're going to like pick some spots just in and around the Southern Ontario and, you know, head out, play a gig, hang out with some people, meet some new people and come on back home. (laughs) Are you going to be announcing so, those on Instagram or where do they go yes, to get the page? They will be on Instagram, yeah. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Kendall. Thank you so much awesome. for being on the show. Thank you. Great talking to you. Thanks. Yeah, it was nice talking to you too. I'll Enjoy see you when I get nice to Toronto. weather in Florida. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I yeah. will. What an awesome interview. So many good things, you know, so many great points. And, and this artist being from the time when she started before we had social media, you know, she kind of like really gets what this has come to, what the the changes that have been made. I was um, talking on the station about the press release that came out yesterday where Spotify bought Anchor FM. They dove really, really deep into podcasting. And it's funny because they've been kind of disappointing in the last few years. They, They were really big on music and we expected them to go huge across all the audio fields but they yet they made it really difficult with their podcasting section it was just so small and even though AVA live radio is on Spotify podcast and all of our subscribers are you know they probably get the feed from there we still saw the most amount of people listening through other uh, channels and it always kind of perplexed me because I was like you know if everybody's on Spotify, then why aren't they listening to the stations on Spotify? And then I, it came to my, um, it came to my 
my mind that I realized they just weren't pushing and making it easy for you to get the podcast through Spotify. So what just happened yesterday is they purchased, they spent $500 million purchasing two of the major broadcasting distribution channels, which is Anchor FM. And uh, there's another one, Gimmel. And they are going to sink deeply into building out their podcast section for people like us so that we can have better analytics so that we can really heavily be incentivized to promote those channels on Spotify instead of where we're getting, you know, the most back as far as the most help. Like right now, um, Anchor, obviously, and iHeartRadio are our two sponsors for the show, and they really promote us, and they really do a great job in getting us out there and helping us distribute. And they have been, and it's been really amazing, you know, uh, seeing one of them join forces with another major profile, major platform, so that we can see how this will grow. Because there has to be a superpower in this. There's got to be somewhere where their music and the podcasting systems come together. And I think Spotify is really starting to see that now. They're seeing that the royalties on music are very expensive and podcasting, the royalties are a lot less, you know? And the, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, podcasters really just want them to promote, you know, to have those top 10s, to have those top 25s and really heavily distribute the content as much as possible. And as a result, you'll get advertisers and all that onto these podcasts, which is pretty cool. So I'm excited about the future as well. And I'm sure Kendall is too, because she's got so much work ahead of her. She's going to be doing that mini tour around Southern Ontario. Don't forget to take a look at her Instagram page so that you don't miss even a single day of what's going on with her new album. Good luck with that. I love it. It's just amazing.